Hi, and welcome back to the internet's least reliable English lit podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Sam. Uh, Chantel's not here, essentially, is what's going on. Um, and I have a new co-host for the week. Sam, present yourself. You know me. You know who I am. Why would I introduce myself to you? I know who you are, but the listeners... No, half our listeners also know who you are, but the rest of them don't. So please present yourself to the Guantemalan. I am Amy's boyfriend. I am a guest for this week. And I have read the Discworld books. So we had a lot of things that we were going to talk about this week. We we're going to talk about Dune and we were going to talk about this other book I don't know called Astrius Polyps. We decided because it is Pride Month, we would talk about the book Equal Rights and the Discworld series in general. We've talked about Terry Pratchett on this podcast before, but I'm going to do a tiny little summary. So Discworld isn't Good Omens, but you know, we talked about Terry Pratchett in the Good Omens episode. The Good Omens, which you gave away and I no longer have. I'm sorry for lending books that you say we have too many of. <laughs> this has become a domestic podcast. Thanks for coming. So yeah, Terry Pratchett was born Terence David John Pratchett. He was born in 1948 and passed away in 2015. He was 66 years old. So he passed away of early onset Alzheimer's, which is really sad because uh, he was a very like important person in the British canon of literature, so to speak. So he was a member of the Order of the British Empire um, and then was also knighted for his contribution to literature. Yes, he was knighted in 2013, I believe. 2009. I believed incorrectly. He, he made his own sword with a local blacksmith by collecting a bunch of ore from around like where he lived and included some meteorite ore because what's cooler than a sword with iron from the stars in it and had it in his home as a memento and part of his knighthood which is like really cool like if you're gonna if you're gonna be knighted it might as well be from space rocks yeah because everything else that has to do with knightedness knightingness knighting lordships sirships anyways that whole concept is a piece of work is a lot <laughs> terry wanted to be an astronomer um he had like a huge love for space but he didn't have the mathematical skill he said to become an astronomer which i wholeheartedly you know what's the word connect with yeah, I connect with that because I wanted to be a geologist and I didn't have the math brain for it. So here we are. Why would you need math for geology? Oh, because you need to have certain math classes to be able to get into the geology programs. And I couldn't take those Just look classes. at rocks. Be a geologist on your own. <laughs> is shiny. Is diamond? No, it's quartz. His first book, his first work that was commercially published happened when he was 15 years old. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 1963? Something like that. I don't know about a math. The first Discworld was published in 1983. There are a total of 41 books, of which he published about an average of two a year. To which I'm like, we have a hard time publishing a podcast every two weeks. What the heck, Terry? So that's fun. Just a little bit of context around Discworld, I guess. Not a lot, because frankly, I haven't read any of them yet. But so Discworld is a flat planet in space, basically. Um, it's balanced on the back of four elephants, which are then basically standing on a turtle hurtling through space, kind of. Atween is flying through space gracefully. Like a majestic sea turtle. Exactly. Yeah. It okay. is literally a majestic sea turtle. Love this for us. So a lot of the novels um, include uh, parody, satire, and just like it's on this the fantasy wavelength but it also parodies a lot of the par like this fantasy world while also type being of like direct parodies of society and england especially considering it was first published in thatcher's england and the nightmare of neoliberalism and this is now becoming a political podcast apologies but this world itself is centered around a city known as ankh morpork which is where most 
of the interesting stories and the like happen in the world. It is a city built for people, filled with magic, and centered around the Unseen Academy, which is a school for wizarding, and keeps breaking Discworld repeatedly, while also barely fumbling their way through saving it. It is a wonderful book that is great at parodying life in England, especially. It's good. I was going to go more on form, but I appreciate your, your addition. Apparently, the books don't have a lot of chapters, as in some don't have any chapters. Um, so if you're the type of person who likes to complete things and like read, oh, I'm just going to read a chapter, maybe go by page numbers. They do have solid breakpoints though. Okay, at least there's that. Yeah. So like the sections are clearly delineated, if not chapters. So it's not just like stream of consciousness nonsense. No, Sir Terry Pratchett wasn't knighted for writing <laughs> like Ulysses. <laughs> He was knighted for writing books that connected with people. Right. So some, most of his books are tailored towards adults, but some were marketed more towards children and some more yes. towards the young adults. Yes. Crowd. But they were all written to be accessible to children in that they are not overtly hostile to younger audiences. So they aren't dumbing themselves down to be children's books, but they also are respecting youths in how they tell their stories and by just treating them as people, which is shockingly radical politics. From a boomer. Um, so we're gonna segue beep, beep, our way into equal rights. A very basic plot summary directly from Wikipedia is that the wizard Drum Billet knows that he will soon die and travels to a place where an eighth son of an eighth son is about to be born. This signifies that the child is destined to become a wizard. On the Discworld, the number eight has many magical properties that are sometimes ascribed to seven in other mythologies. Is it because it's like an infinity number? I'm not sure why exactly. Right. I think it just sounds funny. So that's probably why Terry Pratchett went with it for Discworld. Because he's a silly goose. Because he's a silly goose. Got it. Billet wants to pass his sta wizard staff onto his successor. However, the newborn child is actually a girl. S, full name Escarina Smith, since Billet, Billet notices his mistake too late, the staff passes on to her. As Esk grows up, it becomes apparent that she has uncontrollable powers and the local witch Granny Weatherwax decides to travel with her to Unseen University in Ankh-Morpork. Park. A Granny, what's her name? I've already forgotten it. Granny Weatherwax. She's a popular character within She is like... a very firm recurring character who shows up in all kinds of Discworld books and she's wonderful. She is a queen and is like a fave. Good. Yes. Unproblematic. Unproblematic. Much like Terry Pratchett. Yes, yeah. exactly like Harry Pratchett. Granny Weatherwax is one of the few people who has no significant problems because she just does good. Unlike Samuel Vines, the other super popular Discworld character, whose problem is he's a cop. <laughs> but Unseen University in Ankhmore Pork to help her gain the knowledge required to properly manage her powers. But a female wizard is something completely unheard of on the Discworld. Esk is unsuccessful in her first direct attempt to gain entry to the university, but Granny Weatherwax finds another way in as a servant. While there, Esk witnesses the progress of an apprentice wizard named Simon, whom she had met earlier on her way to Ankhmore Pork. Simon is a natural talent who invents a whole new way of looking at the universe that reduces it to component numbers. There's more to the story, there's like an actual conflict and such, but that's less important than the story of a girl is born a wizard and she has to fight for acceptance. Because in typical Discworld fashion, wizards and witches are a gender binary and Terry Pratchett considers that very silly, and so he uses this book to make fun of it. Because within Discworld, wizards are always men, always male, typically. Big air quotes there. We could hear them. <laughs> and they are very rigid, follow all the rules, and strictly abide by the rules of magic because there are many, and magic is a silly thing 
in the world. While witches are more traditional in terms of like their existence within the world, where Granny Weatherwax, she can do some spells, but most of her thing is just like she knows how herbs work and she can help people with like various problems they have and acts as a doctor, a nurse, and a kind grandmother, hence Granny Weatherwax. And helps people by solving problems and being friendly. So if you are talented at magic as a woman, typically you would be a witch because that's what the binary dictates. While as a man, you would typically be a wizard because that's what the binary dictates. Right. But not Escarina Smith, who was born a wizard in a girl's body. Right. So is there like, obviously there's like a trans allegory going in through this. Yeah. Um, does that like ever get resolved or is she just like allowed to be a wizard? She is a wizard. She is like firmly a wizard. She. The only people who question her being a wizard are the people in charge of the Unseen Academy who are always doing a bad job of being wizards and being in charge of wizarding magics. And because she is like definitely a wizard, she belongs there. She's a wizard. She has wizard talents. She can't do like witch magics, which are slightly simpler and more dedicated to like helping people rather mm -hmm. than performing fantastical events. So it's not like in Harry Potter where like Harry's a wizard, Hermione's a witch. But they functionally are the same. Yeah, they're just like, it's like how sometimes people refer to like female actors as actresses. They're the same. But the, the wizard and witches here has like a specific difference. Yes, it's like the difference between a doctor and a midwife where a doctor has like very distinct training and is very specialized. Or even a doctor versus a nurse, especially in the more traditional roles where doctors are like exclusively men and any woman who tried to become a doctor either had to pretend to be a man or was a trans man right and any man who tried to be a nurse was like run out of town for being a queen but yes in Discworld, the gender binary is a firm thing within magic but terry pratchett thinks that's silly so he writes equal rights because he considers women being wizards to be just as valid as men being witches. So how does like the how does the book progress, I guess? Um, well, Esk is a servant in the Unseen Academy kitchen, and like the conflict of the book continues as Simon's magic causes a hole to be opened into the dungeon dimensions while he is in Esk's presence. The staff acting to protect Esk strikes Simon on the head, closing the hole but trapping his mind in the dungeon dimensions. Esk throws the staff away, believing that it, that it attacked Simon. While attempting to rescue him, Esk ends up in the dungeon dimensions. The extreme cold there causes the staff, now washed out to sea, to create a huge ice sheet, causing a storm that floods the university as well as the surrounding city. Esk and Simon discover the weaknesses of the creatures from the dungeon dimension. If you can use magic, but don't, they become scared and weakened. With the help of Granny Weatherwax and Arch-Chancellor Cadangle, who have retrieved the staff, they both manage to transport themselves back into Discworld. Esk and Simon go on to develop a new kind of magic, based on the notion that the greatest power is the ability not to use all the others. She becomes a full member of the Unseen academy and mm -hmm. a full wizard because she is just a wizard but the the end plot is that you should still tamper down your abilities because not using them is better than going ham with them sometimes part of the context here is that like a lot of the problems in discworld in all of the discworld books is the wizards doing something and it causes a calamity that nearly destroys the entire world mm, and a doctor strange kind of like okay spoilers for spider-man no way home but you know how doctor strange basically decided to rewrite the entire fucking universe instead of just removing like peter parker's identity from university people's brains so 
he tried to erase Peter Parker from everywhere instead of just from a few subsets of people. So like the idea that here, you know, Doctor Strange probably shouldn't have used his entire magic because that's stupid and he should have had a simpler solution kind of thing. Is that what we're... Kind of. With this world, the overarching plot of like magic is trying to force the world to fit into a box you've decided to create for it is worse than letting the world shape itself into a box it has created for itself. So like you're better off to accept the world as it is and to roll with it than to try and force the world to change to your whims. Right, like the universe will do its thing. Don't try to force the universe to do your thing. Exactly, which is part of what the uh, new way of magic is. Like you don't use the others because the others are typically very complicated, uh, finicky, and liable to backfire. You are doing a new thing that is different. Another way to put it would be if you want to travel across like a long road, instead of teleporting yourself from point A to point B, you instead conjure a cart and then just ride your way over. That's interesting. So people eventually just like agree that Esk is allowed to be a wizard. Yeah, she does wizard stuff. She has a wizard staff. She is a wizard. Like Granny Weatherwax brought her to Unseen Academy because she tried to like train her to be a witch and it just didn't work because Esk couldn't do witch magic and her magic was too unpredictable to be managed as a witch. So instead they sent her to the wizarding school. It's funny how the typically male magic is the one that's unstable. <laughs> yeah. But no, gosh, we cannot have women leaders. It's a lot easier to do uh, dangerous magic when instead of trying to be helping people, you are trying to fit people to your whims, which is the thing that the wizards of the Unseen Academy tend to do a lot. Kind of like the TVA in Loki. Yes. Equal Rights is a fun book that I've always been less interested in its plot and story and more interested in its like approach to how maybe the gender binary as accepted is like kind of made up in nonsense. Trash. Because as Judith Foucault would say, <laughs> Jesus Christ, gender is a prison. Can you explain that for the listeners? Judith Butler is a philosopher and their core central philosophy area is gender studies and like what it means. So one of their central philosophies is that gender is a performance and Michel Foucault was a philosopher from the French school whose main philosophy was that social constructs and the world we live within is a prison constructed to keep us controlled. Therefore. Judith Foucault, gender is a prison. So Chantal and I had a joke. It's not a, it's not a Chantal and I joke. It's a whole internet joke. But you know the knowledge is power? Francis Bacon. From Francis Bacon. Well, we drew a little bacon the head of a ray who was saying knowledge is power because it was a french piece of bacon i enjoyed yeah. all of the discworld books equal rights is one that i enjoy thinking about a lot especially because like it's one that's more relevant now as terry pratchett is like attempted to be exhumed by the uh turf movement in the uk Jesus Christ. So they keep trying to insist that, no, Terry Pratchett would have been on our side because women are women and men are men and a man in a dress is a man in a dress and that is absurd. And so Rhiannon Pratchett, Terry's daughter, who he based Esk off of, has to keep coming out and say, 
fuck you, my dad would have hated you, he was very clearly an ally. Because, like, he was writing books about things like a woman being born a wizard in, I think, fucking 86? In the height of the AIDS crisis. And, like, he passed away in 2015. He was around when trans people were public and existing. We know what he was like. He was an ally. He yeah. was a very firm ally. And, like, Discworld's entire, like, philosophy is that there's a place for everyone in Discworld. Yes. There, there are queer people, there are trans people. Yes. Um, there are suitcases. Sentient suitcases? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the first book, Amy. So, yeah, but you can read them. You don't have to read them in order. There no. is there is a chronological order that people have come up with. Yes, you can read them in any order you like. I just read them in the order they were published because easy but it's a lot like a bunch of other series like redwall where you can just read whichever ones you feel like and it's good it's not like you pick up game of thrones four books in and you're like um who are these people and why are they dying that's right it's a series where even the ones that have characters showing up repeatedly the stories aren't requiring knowledge of what happened previously they just are their own things so there are a lot like romance novels. This is going to sound yes. weird, but like a lot of like romantic novels for adults is what I'm going to call them. They're, yeah, they're standalones. Yes. But they're all like woven together. Like there were some spoilers in later books if you don't read them in order, but like you can read them out of order. Yeah. So Yeah, that's roughly how the Discworld books go. They follow one another, but none are so far ranging that they fundamentally change how the world works. Right. Are they inherently sad? No. We don't like sad books on this podcast because they make us sad. Yeah. The only sad part about it is that Terry Pratchett died too young. Yeah. Yeah. But he did write a lot of books and like was well loved and appreciated through his life and went to conventions to meet people who loved his books all the time. So what's your what's your favorite Discworld? While, while we're talking about it, we might as well. Like which one's your absolute favorite that you've read so far? That I've read? Yeah. Mort. 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 It is a story centered around de the character of death, the Grim Reaper. Yeah. What? Maw. No, Mort is a separate character. It's separate not... character. It's just a funny... Yes, I was getting there. Gosh. Um, death is his own character. He is the Grim Reaper. His name yeah. is Death. Uh -huh. He talks with a voice like two glaciers colliding into each other. And... Mort, the book, is about him having an apprentice, a boy named Mort. Mort in, in French. It's Mort. Yeah, but it's Mort in French. It's Mort in French, but his name is Mort. But it's funny because it's Mort in French. Yes, but his name is pronounced Mort. I'm just saying it's funny because that word in French is also the French word for death. But it is a fun book because it is a guy who is incompetent and a child learning how to be the Grim Reaper. And death is just a fun character because he is patient and kind and loves cats, but he is also death. Right. So you only typically see him when you are about to die. And it's a fun little book that's like about the bureaucracy and tedium of the Grim Reaper on Discworld. That's interesting. What book did you not like? Which one's your least favorite? I haven't disliked any. Some were like less coherent and cohesive like mm. the color of magic is just not as good as that's the first one right that's the first one yeah. yeah so it's just not quite as good the second one also isn't like great it took a while to like catch a stride kind of thing yeah it took a while for him to figure out where he was going and how he was writing these stories right i've heard uh, well i've heard i read a wikipedia page um that was saying that the color of magic is very much like the Sil similarian silmarillion from the lord of the rings like it's good for people who are like completionists but it's not the one that you should read 
liked first. I wouldn't agree with that. Like the first season of The Office. Skip it. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Skip it. Yeah. I yeah I would agree with that. It is a solid book. It's just not like the best that Discworld has to offer. There's just much better ones. Like it is cool because it's where the luggage shows up and it's where uh, Rincewind shows up, who is like the main character if there is one of Discworld. A completely incompetent buffoon of a wizard who can't cast magic to save his life and frequently has to try and fail. And it is also when the librarian becomes an orangutan. The librarian of the Unseen Academy is an orangutan. But the becomes an orangutan. For after like a chapter. like And the then just never turns back? He likes it better as an orangutan. Okay, alright. Life is simpler as an orangutan. I fucking believe it. <laughs> I mean, okay, no, the palm oil extraction on Earth is bad. Yes, but he is happy within the Unseen Academy's library, which is a liminal space where nothing makes sense and everything is crazy. So it's okay that there's an orangutan. Yeah, the orangutan is capable of understanding it. Yeah, okay. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you can swing around. Yeah. Do orangutans swing? Yes. Okay. That's why they have those big giant arms. I didn't know if it, they were like for... Yeah, for swinging. Okay. Okay. Cool. So here on the podcast, I know you don't really listen. Throwing you under the bus here. It's okay. I love you. So on the podcast, we uh, we rate. We have a rating scale for the books usually. My question for you is I'm going to give you a rating scale based on what I know about Discworld. And I want you to just rate it from one to 10 between these two things. Okay. On a scale from one to 10, one having to be balancing a flat disc so you know being the elephants basically to 10 being a sentient suitcase i would rate this book as the kitten that death collects and keeps as his beloved pet out of 10 so a solid 8 out of 10 it's still early in Discworld, so it's a little rough around the edges but it has all the ideas and it's full of heart and it's got a wonderful message of be yourself regardless of what society thinks you should be great stuff yeah, so I think that's probably it for this episode. I know it's a short one, but also Chantel's not here, and we only have one mic, and I don't want to make you listen to more of our audio if it's but crappy. But also, <laughs> I am Jared. I'm 19. I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> Second week in a row we use that joke, guys. Good stuff. All right, well, um, you can find us, Chantel and Amy, at Unsighted Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We would really appreciate it if you would rate us five star on Spotify or Apple or Podchaser. I don't know how this works. Chantel usually does this part. And if you don't, this luggage will come and get you. See? Threats. So yeah, I think uh, that's it for this week. And as always, work sighted, unavailable. Oh, you want to be included in the podcast, but you cannot. I'm sorry, chicken.